Blog Talk Radio. Call me Little Bo Beep, I'm out here shining. For the lost sheep, I'm out here grinding. I ain't talking cheese, I'm out here mining. Looking for diamonds, kingdom business, I'm mining. Trying to wake you up from the lullaby rhyming. Never can't touch this heat, pantomimic. He is a liar, so says the lion. Jewel, uh, shelter in my protector. Running through him, be faster than a poor.
just did that right on out. Yes. All right, all right, all right. Say what? All right, all right, all what? right. We're going to learn today. What are we going to do, Kev? All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right. Shalom, 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 and good evening. Uh, Shabbat shalom. Welcome once again to another episode of ISBHBK Presents Bible Talk. Uh, tonight is no, would normally be our brother uh, Bonabad's night, going over uh, uh, um, Bible breakdowns with Bonabad, but the brother was called away um, to the plantation. You know, he, uh, he's still at work right now, so... Um, and I always something wanted to, wanted to help out and fill in. Um, and being like like the scripture said, like Christ said, and trying to do my part to work on my soul salvation uh, with prayer and trembling, where it says, be instant, in season, out of season, be ready to teach at any time. But I was really ready to go ahead and listen to Bible Bible going to his breakdowns tonight. Um, the brother called in, and like the scripture says, if your brother asks you to go a mile, then go twain. If he asks for that, for, he says, he asks for your, like, like, like coat, Get my cloak awesome. And do the extra. Go extra. Uh, go out. Don't don't be stingy. All right? Don't be stingy. So as we're going over our, my series uh, with the brother uh, Gabar Kawa, uh, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays about the mind of Christ, about this is about me adopting and, and cleansing, uh, cleansing our minds and the mind of Christ. I'm, I'm not going to continue on that series tonight. Um, tonight, as a matter of fact, we're going to go over a baptism. Um, and trying to keep with the the spirit of how Bonabon goes over these 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 Bible breakdowns, I'm gonna try and keep it to a real basic breakdown. Uh, so we're gonna hit a baptism tonight. But let me go ahead and do, do my part also. Let's go ahead and get some of these announcements in. Again, you have reached ISBHBK um, uh, Bible Talk. We do appreciate it. Um, every Friday night, from usually we do it from from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. But tonight we push it back an hour. Seeing if uh, we could try and fit the brother Bonabon in. Just to hold down his class, it just didn't work out that way. So we pushed it back an hour, but usually you catch us every Friday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, um, uh, regardless. And the phone number to call into is area code 646-668-2568. Again, for any of our blog talk uh, uh, broadcast or podcast that we do, it was Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to noon, Central Standard Time, you can call in and you can text everybody, let them, know, let them know the show started, and you can call in Monday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to noon um, Central Standard Time, uh, 646-668-2568 uh, to be able to listen, listen live to the show. Or on Friday nights, uh, when Bonabon does his class or the Sabbath, Sabbath evening classes um, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., usually uh, Central Standard Time, uh, again, please call into area code 646-668-2568 or to reach the, uh, another way to reach the, the, the ISBHBK Bible Talk is at www.blogtalkradio.com. Again, that's www.blogtalkradio.com. Once you pull the webpage up, type in my name, Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A, and I'll bring you to our, our episode page, and you'll see where it says live or on the, on the air live now. Click the button, and, hey, you'll be able uh, to, to join the show, listen to the show um, live every time we do every time we do produce uh, ISBHBK Bible Talk podcast. If you, don't, if you miss the live stream, 
not a problem. You can catch the um, we have archives or, or libraries of ISBHPK Bible Talk on iHeart Radio Podcast, on Apple iTunes Podcast, on Google Podcast, and also on Podcast Addict, as well as our library, our extensive library at www.blogtalkradio.com uh, forward slash Mashaba, M-A-S-H-A-H-B-A. And we have a library going all the way back uh, to it's February 10th, two, no, February 28th, 2010, when we first started Blog Talk. Um, and since then, we've had close to 70,000 listens of all the shows that we've done. Uh, so we're climbing. We, I know that there's some camps <laughs> like Sakari, IUIC, no, even ISBHBK, they might get those numbers in one night. Understood. It's taken me a couple of years, but uh, I'm the slow tortoise. Right? I'm the slow tortoise. I'm just going to try and keep, keep on trucking, keep on moving, keep on rising to the top. Give me all you got. Give me all you got. Give me. Ain't no half stepping. We're going to keep it going. And, yes, y- y- y'all know that when I get into all the music uh, 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 references, the old school music references, you know who I got online with me. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Ox. Well, you know, it's Kabarka Wise. Uh, Shalom, Israel. Uh, Yahweh Bisham, Yahweh Shai Baraka Thumb. Um, Kwame Asha Allah. Um, we are here, and uh, yeah, I got your back, bro. <laughs> I got your back on on uh, all the vintage, old school music references if you need them. No doubt, no doubt. Con, 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 con. Um, uh, as you know, we, we do, there's a school here in San Antonio, ISBHBK. Um, well, first off, let me before I even go there. Uh, please go to isbhpk.com, isbhpk.com, um, to help out our, our schools. Um, it's a website provided um, that really helps out our schools in Houston and Norfolk and in Rochester, New York. Um, a beautiful website put together. And there's links on there to Chosen Creations. Also, there's links to um, Israelware. And there's also links to Sweet Ambiance. All these enterprises have been put together um, to help keep the schools going in Houston, in uh, Norfolk, and in Rochester. So we ask you to please uh, patronize uh, uh, these websites, these web links. They help keep the schools going in Houston, Rochester, and in um, uh, Norfolk. Uh, when you go to the website, you'll see that just for our, there are three schools in Houston, San Antonio, and Houston, Rochester, and Norfolk combined, the the rent in bills every month is five thousand nine hundred dollars. That's just that's just to keep the rent, the lights, and the internet on. That's not paying anybody's salary. That's not paying anybody for anybody's um, uh, car or, or whatever. Just keep the lights, the rent, and the internet going for the three locations comes to five thousand nine hundred dollars. Um, and if you like to give a direct financial donation to help our schools in Norfolk, in uh, Houston, and in Rochester, go to the website, uh, and you can also make a donation through the Wells Fargo. Uh, there's a link to Wells Fargo. If you like, like to make a donation there uh, to Zelly or Zell um, at ISBH, isbhpk at gmail.com. Um, there's also a cash app that you can um, uh, donate through at ISBHPK uh, Promotions on, on cash app. Any and all help is needed, and again, to help out, to help you, with uh, to help us uh, on the website, there's Chose Creations, but gives you the, the 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 most beautiful 
home decor, uh, custom jewelry available uh, with with definitely a Hebrew Israelite uh, twist and vibes uh, related to it. It can be custom made, custom engraved, uh, whatever you want or would like to, like to have. Uh, check out Chosen Creations. There's sweet ambiance that has the um, uh, the latest in perfume and, and cologne oils, as well as the latest in uh, um, body scrubs, beard oils, and handmade soaps. Uh, check out sweet ambiance and Israel wear. If you want to get your, your Hebrew game up, your Hebrew uh, attire up, men, women, and children, check them out. They'll be able to take care of you. So we ask that you please go to isbhpk.com. Um, we can show direct support to our schools in Houston, uh, 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 Norfolk, and Rochester, New York. For our school here in San Antonio, um, uh, classes are held uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. They're, matter of fact, they're in class right now, right now on YouTube. You can, you can peep them. Um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, or on Saturdays starting at 10 a.m. And then to help the school here in San Antonio, we ask that you go to uh, Roller Notes Mall and support Eastern Fragrances, or go online to our Facebook to On the Mark Movie. All right, and there's a movie company that's been established to help uh, keep the rent and keep things going here in San Antonio for the school in San Antonio. On the Mark Move on Facebook or Eastern Fragrances, also on Facebook, or come by the school, 4444 Walsham, suite number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. Um, and you can help, help and send any donations you might have to help support the school here in San Antonio. Um, and, again, if you go to the, uh, the ISBHBK website, you can also catch all the, the YouTube times and channels for our school in Houston, our school in Norfolk, in our school in Rochester. Um, if you have, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, that that wasn't me. Oh, that was that was a little bit little bit of a background noise. That's all it was. Uh, the upcoming event coming up uh, this week, as a matter of fact, this Sunday, uh, this Sunday, May 14th, uh, we have the second Passover celebration going on here um, in San Antonio, Sunday, May 14th, 2023 at the Upstage Comedy Lounge, located at 4441 Walsham Road, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. Now, uh, the reservations, RSVP has already filled up. Um, as far as getting inside the lounge. Now, if you don't mind standing outside the lounge. You're still congregating. You're not inside. So I'm going to say it like that. Um, and that's going to be uh, Sunday, May 14, 2023, starting at 12 noon. All right. The second Passover at the Upstage Comedy, Comedy Lounge. We ask that you uh, please come and check that out if you, if you might. Um, and it's all good. The next Saturday, brothers and sisters, uh, we have Pentecost. If you celebrate uh, Passover with us, uh, sundown April 5th, then the 50th day, which is Pentecost, uh, will, will be next Saturday. Uh, May 20th, 2023, is when we will be observing Pentecost, or the 50th day. Uh, uh, get in touch with any of the ISBHBK schools uh, for further details or information about coming together and getting together on those days. Luckily, it's on a Saturday, which is the Sabbath anyway, so if you just go to the schools, you'll be observing the Pentecost anyway. Um, and then coming up May 21st, Sunday, May 21st, next week, next Sunday, we do have the wedding nuptials of um, Arya Shalamath, uh, to his wife, uh, Kalaya, which will be held at the EO Pure Therapy Event Center located at uh, Rolling Oaks Mall. 
The EL Pure Therapy Event Center is, is completely supported by EL Pure Therapy, which is also located at the mall. On the first floor of the J.C. Penny Wing, directly diagonal from the H&M Clothing Store. Now, you can get the latest in skin, all skincare products for men, women, and children. You can get your um, uh, bath bombs, bath salts. You can get uh, cologne oils, essential oils. You can get burners. You can get incense. You can get sea uh, 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 moss, uh, sugar scrubs, salt scrubs. I mean, skincare. They got you. They definitely got you covered. Uh, one second, y'all. One sec. One sec. Uh, so, uh, did, we, did we lose you? I actually ended up hitting a hitting a button on on uh, accident. Oh, you pulled off my move. All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's all to the good. It's, it's understandable, understandable. Uh-huh. Um, EO Pure Therapy Event Center, uh, next Sunday, May 21st, 2023. Now, the event center, is, again, is being supported um, by EO Pure Therapy, which is located on the first floor of the Rolling Oaks Mall, directly diagonal from the H&M Clothing Store, um, at the JCPenney wing of the mall on the first floor. EOP Therapy uh, gives you the latest in all skincare products for men, women, and children, including beard oils, uh, including um, handmade soaps, handmade lotions, um, uh, beard oils, uh, sugar scrubs, salt scrubs, um, uh, sea moss gels. Um, they really do it up. Um, incense oils, cologne oils, um, burning oils, mood setting oils. And one of the things most unique with EOP Therapy they do the uh, bath sauce, but the bath sauce, the custom-made bath sauce that they do, also you can purchase it with the CBD oil already infused in the bath salt or the bath bomb. So when you're taking your bath and you want and you want to let that have that Calgon moment where you want to just kind of you know just just soak it in, that you can get your bath salts that already have the CBD oil infused in it. So as it dissipates throughout the your 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 bath, you're getting the CBD oil plus you're getting that smell good, setting the mood right. As far as also they got the candles to set it off, EO Pure Therapy um, store, which supports the EO Pure Therapy Event Center. The event center is located on the second floor um, at the far end of the mall where the Sears used to be at. And it's right in front of, it's upstairs right in front of the remote, the remote control race car track located in the mall. Um, it, 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 it's hard to describe, but... That's going to be uh, the next Saturday, Sunday, May 21st, 2021, will be the, the wedding of Arya Shalamat and Kalaya. Um, there is an RSVP that, that, is, that is out there. Uh, contact me or text me at 210-784-8463. I, I send you the uh, RSVP so that you might be able to RSVP and let everybody know just what kind of numbers we have going on so as we can honor uh, the wedding between Arya Shalamat and his wife, Kalaya. Uh, one thing I – like to do is send out prayer requests. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna shoot this kind of quickly. I like to go through prayer requests because um, it says the, the prayer of the righteous availeth much. Um, we're sending the prayers for uh, uh, the, the the wife, the the, the the husband and wife team of uh, Sahawam and Waradaya. Now, if, you, uh, if you've ever been to San Antonio, you've met them. You know you know who they are. You know their children. Um, if you watched any of the, of the Passover videos from ISBHPK, um, when we was doing the the the, 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 the marches with the, with the kids, the players, whatever, you saw you saw Waradaya, all right? She's the one who really, really set it off. 
Well, they have some health crises uh, going on at this time. So we ask that you please include them in your prayers. That's Sahawam um, Racha. Sahawam Racha and his wife, Wardaya, was asking for prayers to be sent up for them as they're going through some uh, health issues and times at this time. Uh, continue prayers going on for the brother John Spann, who has uh, been diagnosed with, with, with a health crisis. And we're asking that, that the saints of Israel, the saints, that we send up prayers for the brother John Spann. Let's continue prayers for the, uh, for the recovery and the healing of Miss Catherine, Miss Cat, uh, otherwise known as Ma Dukes, Tazapah's mother, as she's in, in, in recovery. And we're asking that Mosai continues to bring her through her recovery and, and be with her and help her through her health crisis as well. Um, uh, the entire Lovett family, um, my in-laws, all my in-laws from the Lovett family, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, uh, brother, my, my sister-in-laws, my brother-in-law, my uh, nieces-in-laws, my, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my nephews-in-law, that we're sending a prayer for the entire Lovett family um, as they're being uh, afflicted with many health issues at this time, that the Most High might be with them and strengthen them and pull them through and help them endure some of the things that they're going through at this time right now. Uh, continued prayers going up for the entire Coates family. Continued prayers going up for the entire Coates family as they're, they are facing a lot of health issues at this time, a lot, a lot of uh, health crises at this time. We're praying to the Most High that he continues to strengthen them, strengthen them in the spirit, strengthen them in, in, in the scriptures, strengthen their faith in the Most High as, as many of the Coates family is going through some trying times at this time. We want to send up those prayers and that, 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 good, that, that good spirit to the entire Coates family that they might uh, recover and endure some of the things that they're going through right, there, right now at this time. We want to send up prayers for Kazakia, Kazakia and his wife, Shawashana, um, for some of the health, health issues that they're being faced with at this particular time. That the most I will bring them through what they're going through, keep their faith strong, uh, keep their belief in the scripture strong um, as they're fighting and enduring through some of the health issues that, th- that they're being faced with at this time. Uh, the brother in Houston, Tawon Mayam, um, who, who was dealing with diabetes, um, um, was actually cured from his diabetes, but is dealing with a lot of uh, damage from the diabetes that, that is still has some residual health issues that he's dealing with. So continue prayers for the brother Tawon Mayam uh, out there in Houston, that the most I will continue to strengthen him, um, his spirit, uh, and that give him a speedy uh, recovery from what he's going through and keep his, his family and everybody strong uh, out there in Houston. Here in San Antonio, send a prayers for the brother of uh, uh, Tawam. Uh, I call him Juliet Tawam because of all, all the different Tawams that there are. Um, uh, brother West, if y'all remember him, Brother West, his, name is, his human name is Tawam. Uh, continue prayers for him and some of the issues that he's dealing with right now that the most I might uh, touch his eyes and heal his eyes. Um, and keep, continue to keep his spirit strong like it is, but uh, get, send him that relief uh, for his vision, for his eyes. Um, continue prayers going up for uh, one of Ayana's wife, Ayana. Uh, we want to send a, uh, send a prayers for her. If y'all meet Ayana, have met Ayana, you not realize that this woman is dealing with some of the health issues that she's dealing with. She has a very strong spirit, um, but it's definitely being tried um, uh, with infirmities and afflictions at this particular time. So continue prayers going up for uh, Ayana the wife of Warner Iron, as they're facing these uh, um, medical issues right now at this time, that the Most High will keep her spirit strong, um, keep her faith and belief in the scriptures there, and that will finally go ahead and recover her, help her to endure, but eventually go ahead and, and have her recover from 
the things that she's going through at this particular time. Uh, we have two special needs children that we want to send our prayers uh, prayers for, and it's the uh, um, the young lady Cece, who happens to be Tazapaz, um, Tazapaz the teacher here on Blog Talk. Uh, send uh, prayers for his special needs uh, child Cece, and for the brother Bonabad, his special needs child Ali uh, Aliha. Send our prayers for them that the Most High will, will, will continue to be with them, that uh, they are. Some miracle babies, um, and, and what they're going through, but the most I would finally go ahead and finally relieve them from some of the, uh, the special needs that they're going through. Uh, that all praise and all glory will be given to the most high for, for, for recovering them from, from the special needs that they might be going through at this particular time. We want to send a prayer for the brother Tazapa, who uh, who's himself is being stricken with some health, uh, health, health ailments. Uh, we're asking the most high will bring him through and, and, and recover him to the things he's going through. Um, as, as y'all hear him every Tuesday uh, for Tyler Spot Tuesdays here on blogtalkradio.com. Strong brother, great brother. He, he's everybody's uncle, everybody's friend, everybody's trainer, um, uh, uh, everybody's Dr. Phil, everybody's therapist. He's that brother. He is that brother. Continue prayers going up for Tyler Spot. And that the most I will finally um, uh, re- help him to recover through some of the health issues that he is facing personally at this time right now. And then for the brother Kodash Gabar, uh, the, the brother Kodash Gabar. Is one of the original members of the Sword of Truth that was established here in San Antonio back in 1992. Um, uh, I was just going through Facebook, and I seen a post, and decided just to read some. Um, usually I don't read any Facebooks, but I was just reading some, and I seen that he was asking uh, for prayers to go up for some of the, some things that he's dealing with right now. So, cool. Again, if the brother asked you to go a mile, go two. I want to make sure I add them to our, our prayer request list. Um, here at ISBHBK Bible Talk, uh, brother Gabar Kawa, anybody I missed that you want to that you want uh, want to get ask the saints to pray for. Uh, my daughter, uh, Gabar, you got to say your name, bro. Just, just say it, say it, say it. Gabar Kawa. Hello, Gabar. I'm here. I'm here. It, was, it, it ended up on mute, uh, but the the name is Aja Lee. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, throw out there. Go ahead, please. And I'll, I'll uh, answer the list also. Yeah, that, that's, you know, that's all I wanted, you know, to, to add that to the list. And, and of course, also um, the whole family of uh, the, the whole Morse, Morse family, once again, on that also. Right, cool, 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 cool. All right, so again, uh, saints, uh, uh, Israelites, uh, b- believers, uh, please continue. Uh, please add these people to your prayer list as you're sending up your prayers. And the most time I watch over, bless, and heal um, um, all Israel, but for that, that we send up special prayers for for the, the brothers and sisters and, and, and children. That the most time I go ahead and help them to recover and stay strong through some of the afflictions, some of the things that, that were being played with at this particular time. Cool. So got that. Let's get into this class. Let's go ahead and get into this class. Let me adjust some of my stuff on this computer. Oh, oh it's a lot there again, bro. Um, I don't know what's going on with my phone, uh, but it's a lot there for the disconnect and then for it being on mute. I was sitting there saying 
saying the name and and uh um you know uh basically i didn't i didn't realize that it had been put on me it, 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 it's not a problem as many phone problems as i be having uh for all these years <laughs> always, you know with the podcast i'm not about to get mad at anybody or they had it right or or don't want to be hypocritical when it comes to stuff like that so it's it's believe me it's all good plus this ain't our normal time of teaching anyway usually this will be by about we will be having things and uh, that that it just it is what it, it is what it is it is what it is. So I want to go over baptism now. I, I normally again this is Friday night uh, Friday night Bonabod's Bible breakdowns. Um, that I really would like for him to be going over uh, with, with his breakdowns and everything, but and try to just go ahead and keep it keep it in the spirit of what he's what the things he's been going over. I'm going to go over the uh, this class called baptize. Um, I got some references. I got some 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 uh, reference books. I'm going to read from first, and then we're going to get into the scriptures. All right, and that's where the brother Gabarkawa, his continued help and support is going to come in. But since I have these definitions already up here on my screen, I'm going to read these ones already here on my screen. All right. So when we deal with the word baptized, brothers and sisters, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Um, <laughs> hold up. So that is known that we're making a transition. Uh, well, then let's do this. Uh, let's give it up for the Most High in Christ and for for uh, for their giving us, blessing us with their wisdom, knowledge, and understanding um, that we are coming to the knowledge that we are the Israelites and that uh, um, Jesus Christ is the Savior and that we're being pulled out of the religions and pulled out of the, the madnesses and the darknesses, and we're coming through his marvelous light. So let's give an applause to the Most High Christ for, for their their long suffering and their mercy. And then let's do just a, a quick musical intermission. I ain't gonna play the whole song, but here we go.
right, all right, all right, all right. We out here doing the work. What, what, what? We doing the work. So, in doing the work, um, let's. I'm going to uh, read some of these definitions that I already have put up on my, on my screen, so we can kind of get through this and everything. And then we're definitely going to get to these scriptures, all right? So we're dealing with the word baptized, all right? Dealing with the word baptized. And the first definition I have for the word baptized is a Christian sacrament signifying spiritual cleansing and rebirth, all right? So we're dealing with the word baptized. And we're actually getting into the definitions of the word baptized. To uh, baptize is a Christian sac- uh, sacrament, and what it signifies is a spiritual cleansing and rebirth, all right? That's one of the definitions that we're dealing with when we're dealing with the word baptize. And dealing with the word baptism, and dealing with the word baptism, because they're all, you know, they're all uh, uh, kind of synonymous, all linked in together. Going again to the, the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, look at the word baptism, we have the application of water to a person as a sacrament or religious ceremony by which he is initiated into the visible church of Christ. This is usually performed by sprinkling or immersion. I wanted to get into this. That I wanted to make sure we understood there's a to baptize and there's baptism where you would be dipped in water, all right? Um, coming with the Fawcett's uh, Bible Dictionary, and we have the Fawcett's Bible Dictionary definition of baptism. From the Fawcett's Bible Dictionary, the definition of baptism. Baptism, baptism in the sense of purification were common in the Old Testament. Now, I wanted to get this, brothers and sisters. And I know this is, this is veering off a little bit from, from Bonabar's class um, that he put together. Um, but this angle I, I want to bring in is, is the classes are very similar. Yes, baptism has to do with being dipped in water or being immersed in water or being having water sprinkled on you, all right? I want to make sure that we did get that understanding. When we come to the Fawcett's Bible Dictionary, though, it tells, it tells that baptisms in the sense of purifications were common in the Old Testament. The reason I wanted to hit, hit that point there is that many people believe that baptism only started with John the Baptist in the New Testament. What they don't realize is that no baptisms, as far as being dipped in water, as far as being having, having to be uh, uh, dipped in water, bathed in water, as we look at some of these scriptures, that that was something that was common among Hebrew Israelites. That was something that we were already being dipped in water. And what that represented was the cleaning of the flesh. That if you were if you were unclean somehow, some way, and we're going to get some of these scriptures, that you had to go to the priest, and then when it's time for you to be cleansed, you'd have to either dip all your yourself and all your clothes in water, um, uh, dip your body in water. That, that was a part of the, 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 the rituals, if you will. That was part of the ceremony of when a person was physically unclean, there's a, a process where we had to go bathe ourselves in water. So baptisms have been around since the days of Moses. I want to kind of uh, get that out there, that as far as being baptized in water goes back to the days of Moses, but that would only represent a physical cleaning, not a spiritual cleansing. So reading on now with the um, uh, Fawcett's Bible Dictionary under baptisms. And again, I'm calling out which book I'm in so that Again, uh, I think it's a Blue Letter Bible um, is a good source to find some of these reference books that, that, I, that I do pull up. Um, Bible Study Tools, another good good website. Uh, you can access it from your phone, from your, um, your desktop, your laptop, 
Um, and, and y'all know the one I love the most is the Eastward. It's the Eastward Bible app um, for your uh, PCs um, um, and your um, tablets. No, not tablets. I'm sorry. PCs and your desktops and your laptops. Eastward at eastward.net. Do yourself that favor. If you want to get into uh, some serious Bible study and, and really want to get into, in, into the Word, download that Eastward. I'm not even going to pay for it. Download that Eastward. So continuing on now with the Fawcett's Bible Dictionary under baptism. Baptisms in the sense of purifications were common in the Old Testament. The diverse washings or in the, or from the Greek word baptisms are mentioned in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 10. And the doctrine of baptisms in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 2. The plural baptisms is used in the wider sense. All purifications by water as of the priest's hands and feet in the laver outside before entering the tabernacle in the daily service. That even the high priests, when they would go into the temple, um, they would have to bathe in water. They had to wash themselves in water, wash their hands and their feet in water. So the custom of being dipped in water or had, had to be cleansed in water, that was a common practice already a part of how the Israelites, how we did things. John the Baptist didn't do anything new, all right, where a lot of people are under the thing where if you're not baptized in water, you can't be saved. I first want to really get a comprehension and an understanding that water baptism has been around since the days of Moses, all right? Um, real quick, brother, since I got you here, let's read Exodus <laughs> chapter 30, verse 17 to 21. We can read it real quick. Exodus chapter 30, verse 17 to 21. Exodus chapter 30. Oh. Um, verse. Can you give me that verse one more time? Yeah, we want to Exodus chapter thirty, verses seventeen through twenty-one. Come on. <clears throat> Exodus chapter thirty, starting at verse seventeen, reads, "And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Thou shalt also make a laver or labor of brass, and his foot also of brass, to wash with all." And thou shalt put it between the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, and thou shalt put water therein. For Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet thereat. When they go into the tabernacle of the congregation, they shall wash with water, that they die not. Or when they come near to the altar to minister, to burn offerings, made by fire unto the Most High. So they shall wash their hands and their feet, that they die not, and it shall be a statute forever to them, even to him and to his seed throughout their generation. So, again, there was a laver that was placed outside of, 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 of the temple that whenever the priests would come in, they would have to wash. They had to bathe themselves in water, their hands and their feet. And that was a statue that was established forever for the priests. So, again, the water baptism being washed in water, dipped in water, being cleansed in water is an ancient ritual. It's an ancient law that the Israelites that we already had. But what we're going to pay attention to is that all the water baptism does was clean the flesh. It didn't clean our spirit. All right? All the water baptism does was clean the flesh. Was it a law? Yes, it was. 
if you were unclean or you came uh, uh, and, and came to do the work of the Lord, or if you were a minister, a priest, and you came to do the work of the Lord, you had to bathe. All right? You did have to bathe. Even though I've never seen a scripture anywhere in the Bible where it says cleanliness is next to godliness, never seen that scripture ever before, but the concept of we had to bathe. You couldn't just walk in any other type of way. I, I, I don't – I really don't get when we, we we read the Bible, we study the Bible, this concept of just come as you are. I I I have not seen that anywhere in the Bible. Not have I not only not seen those particular words, but I do see the words like repent, that there was a, a cleansing, a washing that you had to come, you had to go, you had to be washed before you came to the temple. You couldn't just come in any old type of way. You had to get cleaned up. So. That whole Christian notion, that Baptist um, church notion or Catholic church notion where, okay, you dip your hand in the, in the so-called holy water, and then you touch the top of your head, the, um, the, your, your, the two sides of your chest, and the middle of your chest or your, or your belly button, that's nowhere in the Bible. But reading on, I'm going to read on now. Going back to the definition of baptism from the Fawcett's Bible Dictionary. It says, of the high priest's flesh, in the holy place on the day of atonement, there had to be he had to wash himself, he had to cleanse. Um, of persons ceremonially unclean. We read this in I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I didn't say anything. That's a background noise. Um Okay, no um, problem, no, no problem. Uh, uh, the high priest flesh in the holy place on the day of atonement from Leviticus chapter sixteen verse uh, twenty three. Of persons ceremonially unclean, this this is covered in Leviticus the 14th chapter, Leviticus the 15th chapter, Leviticus chapter 16 verses 26 to 28, Leviticus chapter 17 verse 15, Leviticus chapter 22 verses 4 through 6. That if you were ceremonially un, ceremonially unclean, you had to bathe in water. You had to be cleansed in water. Reading on, it says a leper, one with an issue. If you had a, a, a disease, a skin disease, and you were cleansed from it, you had to go. You had you were healed from it. You had to go wash in water. You had to go bathe in water. You, your person and your clothes. It says one who who ate that which died of itself, one who touched a dead body, the one who let go of the scapegoat or buried the ashes of the red heifer. Of the uh, people before a a festival, um, the high priest's consecration was threefold: by baptism, unction, and sacrifice. So I just want to get help us get an understanding that there's the the idea of being dipped in water, using water to be cleansed. That was not a new concept that was started by John the Baptist. That was that was by the time we got to John the Baptist. There had been an age-old custom, an age-old law that we as Israelites had already been observing. We had already been de- dealing with, but there was something to it. There was something more to it. There was more to it than just being dipped in water, all right? A lot of people really are under the, the belief that being baptized in water only started with Christ. That's because you have not read the Old Testament. That's because you have not really studied the Bible. So with that, um, now let's get to John the Baptist. Uh, Brother Gabar, if you please get for us Acts chapter 13, verse 24. Just verse 24. Acts chapter 13 and just verse 24. Come. <clears throat> Acts chapter 13 and verse 24. 
reads, when John had first preached before his coming the baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. So here we have John the Baptist, and yeah, he did baptize people. He did, he did cleanse people with water. That's why he got the name John the Baptist. But we got some jewels here. We got some gems here. It says when John had first preached before his coming, talk about before the coming of Christ, the baptism of repentance. John the Baptist was preaching the baptism of repentance, the cleansing of repentance. Remember what baptism is, that spiritual cleansing, cleansing, the, the, the baptism of repentance to whom? To all the people of Israel, to all the Israelites, because this was a custom that we should already be familiar with. To all the Jews that were living in the land of, of, of Israel at the time. We were very familiar with the law of when you were unclean, you had to be dipped in water. You had to cleanse in water. So John was baptizing all, preaching to Israel, the repentance, um, the baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. This was common amongst us. All right? You can say something, Gabar. Oh, no. Um, no, I wasn't. You can you, if you do. Oh, I... I... <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. I know. I know. But um, 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 I'm I'm right with you. I'm right with you on that. Cool. From there, let's go to Matthew chapter three, verses one through two. Let's go to Matthew chapter three, verses one and two. Matthew chapter three and verse one reads: In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea. And saying, "Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." So we, 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 we uh, again, putting this 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 this, this, uh, this picture together, we understand that yes, John the Baptist was was preaching uh, before Christ's coming to the baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel, and that that's that's quite a heavy statement to say all the people Israel concerning the twelve tribes, the Israelites. That were still in the land of Israel at this particular time. Matthew is giving some insight and is showing us that in those days came John the Baptist preaching the, in the wilderness of Judea. The wilderness of Judea to all the people of Israel saying what? Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That it was important now for us as Israelites to repent, to change. That's what we're going to find out was the true baptism. Because we'd already been being water baptized, now it's time for a, a, a more spiritual cleansing that needed to take place. Not just the physical cleansing, but getting our spirits cleaned up, all right? Uh, having a, a, a spiritual renewal, a rebirth, um, if you will. From there, let's read Matthew chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. We read 1 and 2. Let's jump down to verse 5 and 6. Tom, Matthew chapter 3, verses Reads, then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. And again, another part of, of being baptized by, by John the Baptist is that not only did we had to be dipped in water and keeping the law, but we had to also do what? We also uh, had to confess our sins. Time. Could, well, confess our sins. That that is a, a, a part of 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 uh, the baptism. Kind, we've got to confess our sins. It, it's not just you know as easy as uh, 
Lord Jesus, I I, uh, I open my doors, my heart, and, and I invite you and God to come in and eat with me, eat with me and sup with me, and then that's it. And you ain't had to confess nothing. Uh, or this real blanket, generic, uh, uh, God, I'm a sinner, and that's it? No. Part of the humbling and part of the spiritual cleansing is when you had to confess, and it's got to come out your lips, go past your ears, in front of John the Baptist, what sins you committed, what it is you've been doing. Not this, not this thing of I'm gonna take it to the grave. Not this mentality of stitches get uh, stitches get stitches. No, part of the baptism and in that spiritual cleansing that we had to go through. Not only just the physical cleansing, part of that spiritual spiritual cleansing is we also had to confess our sins. We had to tell this priest. Tell John about what it is we have been doing, what it is we do do. Not just this blanket, I'm a sinner, and that's it. Why you bring up why you bring up the past? I'm new. Uh no, no, I ain't gonna tell you I ain't gonna tell you. I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm gonna keep it in the grave. That's not part of the repenting. A person doesn't really repent. A person cannot repent if you ain't actually confessed and said out loud. To a priest, what it is you've been doing, what it is you've done. Because it's very humbling. It's very humbling. When you got to confess and tell another person, a priest, what it is you've done, what, you, what, what you've been doing, yeah, the look of disappointment, the look of, of, of huh, it might be even shock and awe. And that you actually hear yourself, you hear your voice saying what it is you've done is a very humbling process. And it's not like in, in the Catholic Church where you do it where you're in the closet, there's a, there's a screen between you and the, and, the, and, the, and the priest, and now they can't see you, and you just confess all types of filth, flan, 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 filth, uh, and, and it's just a shadow. <laughs> and and, and, you, and they try to disguise your voice so, so that... <laughs> right. No, because it, it, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You gonna say something? It it also you know in the, in that closet is 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 like um you it's less less humbling. It makes it easier if if it's behind closed behind closed doors and and. You know, you you can't look into the face of the of the priest. You know, it, it take it, it it takes off of the the humbling part of it. It makes it easier. You know, doing it yeah. the, the wrong way. Because remember, brothers brother and sisters, um, if you have any biblical history under your belt at all, remember that when the Israelites would come to the to the to the, to the temple to the synagogue, um, and we had to bring our sin offerings. You had to come up to that to that priest, that son of Aaron, not 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 the, uh, a Levite, um, not necessarily the son of Aaron. That was a high priest, but you had to come to that, those sacrificing priests, and then you had to bring this a lamb, the sheep, the goat, the bull, or whatever it is that you did that that had to die for your sins. <clears throat> then you had to confess in front of this priest why this animal's throat was getting cut. Why this ox, this thousand pound ox, 
this $1,500 this pound ox was was getting his throat cut, cut and the blood being drained out, and you had to confess why this animal had to die. If it was sheep, that they had to get, 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 get slaughtered. You had to confess the reason why these sheep are getting slaughtered is because I did this. And you did this in front of the priest. And the priest had to collect that, some of that blood in, in, in a ram's horn and sprinkle it before the altar, um, sprinkle some on you, and even took some of that blood and put it on your ear. The warm blood of those animals, you had to feel the warm blood of those animals. So, again, the whole um, uh, being washed in the blood of the lamb, that concept, again, didn't start with Christ. That you had to bring a, a, an actual animal sacrifice. You had to confess why this animal, these animals, <clears throat> depending on whatever it is you did, why they're having to lose their life. And then you had to feel that blood. And now, and being cleansed, so now you're, you get the blood on you, then you and your, would have to go dip yourself in water. You'd have to wash the blood of that animal from off of you, from off your ear, <clears throat> and from when that blood was sprinkled on you, you had to go bathe. You couldn't just get up and go, go, go about your happy way and that was it. You had to go now bathe because that blood was not in your garments. It was in your clothes. It was in your hair. It was on your ear. Um, in, in some some sense, you had to put that put on your right toe. So you had to take your shoe off, and and, and if you had socks on or whatever. Now the blood of this animal, you got this is gonna touch you. And again, this is this is a ritual that we that the Israelites had from the days of Moses. That it, you had to, this animal's got to die, the blood's gonna be put up on you, then you have to go bathe. All right, that's what for sins. They just come into the priest, the priest's office um, to come do your job, do your duty. You had to bathe, change your clothes and bathe. Just come do your priestly duties of hearing the sins and taking the sacrifices for the rest of Israel. This was a process, y'all. This was a process. And, yes, John the Baptist was definitely baptizing in the River Jordan all Israel and teaching the baptism of repentance to all the Israelites. All right? From there, bro, let's go to Mark chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Let's go to Mark chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Con. Mark <clears throat> chapter 1, starting at verse 4. <clears throat> yeah, we're going to the book of Mark chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. Con. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea and they of Jerusalem and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. So, again, we had to be around that water. At this time, there was no animal sacrifices. When John the Baptist was baptizing, there was no animal sacrifice at this particular time. You, he, they were bringing oxes and, and, and sheep and turtle doves to John the Baptist at this time. All we did was we came to him confessing our sins and being dipped in the water. All right? Still keeping with the law, but not the law of now. That, now we got to bring an animal. Now we got to be animals, and the animals got to die. Now it's just about us coming and repenting, feeling that, that, that sorrow for, and, and 
getting a conscience for what we've done, that there was no more animal sacrifice. You read in Isaiah, the first chapter, the Lord did away. He was done with, I'm through with your, your, your burnt offerings. I'm through, I'm through with the, the sin offerings. Because it don't mean nothing to y'all. It didn't mean nothing to, uh, to, to us. But as far as the law now, the, the symbolism of you, we have to be cleansed. We have to be washed. We have to be cleansed. That custom, that ritual was still around. All right? That ritual was definitely still around. From there, let's go to St. John, chapter 1, verse 26. Let's go to the book of St. John, chapter 1, verse 26. Oh. St. John, chapter 1, and verse 26. John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom ye know not. All right, so John is, is even confessing. Yes, I am baptizing you with water. Yes, I am. What, and we're going to get into it. Why? Because that was the law when you were unclean. And being unclean wasn't just something that you did some sins. If you had sex, and sex is not unlawful, unless it's on the Sabbath or a high holy day. But if you had sex, you had to go bathe in water. You had to go wash up. If you had a, a, a wet dream, you had to wake up that morning, you had to go bathe in water, and all your sheets and everything had to be bathed in water. If you are uh, a woman was on her cycle, she had to go bathe in water. She had to go, she had to go, she had to be cleansed. Then, again, it wasn't just for sins. But, yeah, if you were considered unclean, you had to go clean yourself. You had to go be dipped in water. So here we have, again, in verse 26, one more time, please, sir. Yes, sir. St. John chapter 1 and verse 26 reads, John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom ye know not. You said, yes. Okay, y'all, all y'all coming out here, getting baptized in this water? Yes, and I am baptizing you with water, but there's one standing here. Y'all don't know. He's going to come with something that y'all don't know about. So what did we as Israelites already know? We already knew about being baptized in water. We already knew about being cleansed in water. And guess what? Well, let me ask y'all, let me ask the question. To, to, not, not to just Gabakawa, he's probably going to answer, but in general, if we had water baptisms from the days of Moses all the way up until the time of John the Baptist, was water baptism enough to stop us from sinning? No. No. Um, it, it, it wasn't enough for, for one, because as we were reading before, um, confessing, confessing, there, there's, there's components to uh, baptism or, or to baptize. And one of the components is to confess. And if you weren't confessing or repenting, then you were that it it's just the water on the outside of your you know of your body is is not enough. If 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 well, thank you for that, Kabar. You're right. You're right. Con, con. And that is what you're saying. And you you then on with that the water. Con. If if if, if we can grasp and understand and absorb that Moses gave us the law of baptisms all the way back from when we first came out of Egypt. 
So from when we first came out of Egypt, we were already to the custom and to the laws of being dipped in water, had to be cleansed, had to be washed by water. Now, for as many, for all that, that was going on and us being washed by water, did, did that prevent the Israelites from being, still going into captivities? No. We still went into captivities. Why did we still go into captivities? Because we still kept sinning. So all from, from, from coming out of Egypt, all the way to the time of John the Baptist, even until now we can go, if we really want to include it, that just being dipped in water did not stop us from sinning. Just being dipped in water did not stop us from sinning. And again, I hope that that enough information is being brought out that we've had water baptisms from the day of Moses, from the time of Moses. It didn't start with John the Baptist. Like the impression we get if you just grew up in church, that no, we've had water baptisms going all the way back to Moses. And just being dipped in water did not stop the Israelites from sinning. Just because we were dipped in water did not stop us from sinning. That didn't cleanse our spirit. That cleaned the flesh. That cleansed the flesh, but that did not cleanse our spirit. So, again, in St. John chapter 1 and verse 26, one more time, please, sir. Yes, sir. John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom ye know not. Jump down to verse 31 now, please. St. John chapter 1 and verse 31 reads, And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. So, and putting putting these things together, uh, St. John chapter 1 verse 26 says, John answered them saying, and who did he answer to all the Israelites? Um, Saying, I baptize with water, but there standeth one among you whom ye know not. And then verse 31 says, and I knew him not but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore, am I come baptizing with water, that, yes, there's going to be somebody after John coming with a greater baptism than just baptizing with water, that there was going to be a greater, a more spiritual cleansing, baptizing that was going to take place that was not going to just be dealing with the water. Let's go to uh, Mark. Let's go back to the book of Mark. Chapter 1 and verse 8. Let's go to the book, of Mark, uh, the book of Mark, chapter 1 and verse 8. Come. Mark chapter 1 and verse 8 reads, I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit. All right, so I, I, I hope I'm not going too fast for, for, for some of our new listeners or whatever. To grasp these concepts, I, I know old business already had these concepts, so I'm not even questioning you or, or, or asking or even inquiring if you understand what's going on. I'm not even going there. I'm hoping that for the newer um, uh, listeners that might be listening for the first time, that we're not going to pace it in too fast, but that, that we're getting an understanding that, again, this is John the Baptist speaking. In Mark chapter 1 and verse 8, if we can read that one more time, please. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 8 reads, I indeed have baptized you. Are we in Matthew or Mark? Mark. I'm sorry. It's like it. 
Mark chapter 1 and verse 8 reads, I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So there's one that, that nobody knows. There's one that's coming. That even even John the Baptist said at, at first, I don't know who even know who he, who he is. Yes, I'm baptizing y'all with water, but he's going to come and baptize with what? With the Holy Spirit. According, according to Mark chapter one verse eight, the Holy Spirit, or the Holy it says Holy Ghost, but we say the Holy Spirit. All right, that when Christ comes, Christ ain't going to be just dealing with the water baptism. Christ is going to be dealing with the baptism with the Holy Spirit. From there, let's go, let's go to the book of John. All right, St. John. St. John chapter 1 and verse 33. St. John chapter 1 and verse 33. St. John chapter 1 and verse 33 reads, And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So, because even John the Baptist didn't recognize who Christ was, he was told by the Most High that, look, I know you don't know who, which, who he is, but the one you see, the, the Spirit descending like a dove, and it stays on him, that man is going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. All right? So it's, there's going to be a transition from the water baptism that we've had from the days of Moses that only cleans the flesh to now deal with a, a, a baptism that's dealing with the Holy Spirit. That's going to deal with a spiritual cleansing, having our spirit cleansed. You can't wash a spirit with water. You can't clean your spirit with water. It's going to take something else to actually clean up our spirit. Now, with that, let's go into and let's define what makes a person unclean. All right? What makes a person unclean? Um, going to the Webster's 1828, I got it already on my screen. I'm going to read it. Um, unclean. Having a physical or moral blemish so as to make impure according to dietary or ceremonial laws. I'm going to read this again. So what makes a person unclean? The definition of being unclean. Having a physical or moral blemish that you might have something physically um, uh, unclean about you. Again, you might have had sex. You might have had a baby. You might have um, uh, been on menstruation. You might have ate something wrong. You might have a disease. So you have a physical impairment. So having a physical or moral blemish, your morals got blemished. Your ethics got blemished. Your character is blemished. Having a physical or moral blemish so as to make impure according to dietary or ceremonial laws. Now I'm going to the Webster's 1913 Dictionary. All right? Now I'm going to read from the Webster's 1913 Dictionary. For unclean, it says, not clean, foul, dirty, filthy. It goes on to say, ceremonially impure, needing ritual cleansing to be morally impure. 
So these are this is how we would classify, or a person who is unclean would be classified. Now let's get let's go into the law and get some of the things that will make a person unclean. What would make a person physically unclean or ceremonial unclean to where they couldn't be around the rest of the congregation until they got cleansed? All right. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter twenty-four and verse four. Deuteronomy chapter twenty-four and verse four. Hi. Deuteronomy chapter 24 and verse 4 reads, Her former husband, which sent her away, may not take her again to be his wife. So let's say that, that, that you had a couple that was married, and they divorced. Um, and she went and married somebody else. And things didn't work out with that other husband, with, with the, 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 the newest husband. You can't come back to your you can't come back to your old flame. That this is the beginning of of of, of, of threesomes. This is the beginning of wife swapping. That makes a person ceremonially unclean. That can't be done. So it's not it says now her former husband, which sent her away, may not take her again to be his wife. That's the law. It says what? After uh, to be his wife, her her former husband, which sent her away, may not take her again to be his wife. After that, she is defiled. After that, she's defiled. Right? For that is abomination before the Most High. And thou shalt not cause the land to sin, which the Most High thy God. Giveth thee for an inheritance. Yeah, this this will jack up the jack up the whole land. Most high will, will, will curse the whole land if something like this is going on. This, marriage is very sacred in the eyes of the father. And these two people get together. Also, they got ir, ir, irreconcilable differences, and so they they separate. They divorce. And if she goes out to see with somebody else, and tries to come back. Lord says, if you do that, that's defiled. That is an abomination, and that's what that's what causes the whole land to sin. Everything's based off emotion. First off, obviously, this couple got together off of emotion. It wasn't the most high putting these two together. It wasn't the most high that brought this together. Two people was caught up in their lust, and if these two people were caught up in their lust. Obviously, it, it, the foundation of the of the unit of the marriage. Started out wrong, so so now it ended. So now these two people are still caught up in, in in what their lust is, what their flesh is. Got nothing to do with the Most High and His standards. They go out with other people, and then now it's like you know what? We really didn't do that bad together. We need to go and come and come, come back together. Moses says, "No, that is a sin. That will cause the whole land to sin." Because now everybody is allowed to still keep going by their feelings. You got together because of feelings, not because of the most high. <clears throat> you divorced because of feelings, not because of the most high. You wouldn't marry other people because of your feelings, not because of the most high. Those relationships didn't work. And now it's, you know what, because we're still in our feelings, let's try to come back together and make this work. No. No, that's what has the whole land. And everybody's going off their feelings. 
And it's those mindsets, and that it's that mindset that makes the person unclean. You desire something that the Lord finds disgusting. You you have we have a desires and a love, a passion, um, a, a, a yearning, a remembering a love, an ex, an ex. I'm gonna say it like that. And the good times we had, so let's try and put this back together. And the most of us like, that's filthy. That makes the land defiled. That is something that will make us unclean in the eyes of the Father. That's something that will have us defiled, that has the whole land defiled by doing things like that. Again, how does water cleanse that desire? And that's the point I'm trying to get you with, with what we're going over. Just because you got dipped in water, you wouldn't jump in a lake. You wouldn't jump in a pool. Okay, you stayed outside in a, in a rainstorm. You stayed outside in, 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 a, in a, uh, uh, a tsunami, a tidal wave. Where did that water come from? Didn't that rainwater come from the most high? That tsunami, that, what, what, what pushed this water about the ocean and came and flooded your city? Or if all the snow melted uh, from off, off, off in the mountains and the flash flood came through, didn't that water come from the Most High also? Is that going to cleanse a person's heart? Is that going to cleanse a person's mind? Is water going to cleanse a person's lust? No. This is why it was it was it was it was necessary that yeah John did baptize and preach repentance and baptize with water, but that when Christ comes, Christ is going to baptize with the Holy Spirit because we need something that was going to clean up our minds, that was going to clean up our conscience. Because doing it with, with water, remember, brothers and sisters, remember this. Hopefully, I'm not jumping too much again. The Exodus. The Israelites coming out of Egypt was approximately somewhere around, scholars put it, at 1,500 years before Christ. 1,500 years before Christ is when we came out of Egypt. So think about that for a second. If we came out of Egypt 1,500 years before Christ, that means we got the law about 1,500 years before Christ. So that means in that whole time period, that 1,500 years, we had the law. In that 1,500 years, we had water baptisms. In that 1,500 years, we had plenty of times to be ceremonially cleansed. There was, there was, that was, had been going on. So if it was just about the water baptism, why, why was it necessary that Christ had to come with the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Because for 1,500 years, water wasn't enough. Water will clean the flesh, but water is not going to cleanse the lust, the desires, the works of the flesh that be in us. Water is not going to take that away. From there, let's go to Numbers, chapter 31, and verse 19. Let's go to the book of Numbers, chapter 31, and verse 19. Uh, Numbers chapter 31 and verse 19. 
reads, And do ye abide without the camp seven days? Whosoever hath killed any person, and whosoever hath touched any slain, purify both yourselves and your captives on the third day and on the seventh day. So I got I kind of got this uh, jumbled up a little bit, but if if we went out to war, right? If we went out to war, um, we couldn't come back inside the, our cities or, or the camps for seven days after the war. We, we, we won, and, and yes, we killed people. It, it was war, and we killed people. And then, and then it says, uh, whosoever has killed any person or whosoever has touched any, uh, any slain, obviously we were touching slain people. We was at war. So, so for all that was slain of our enemies, their bodies had to be buried. Their bodies had to be buried. And a lot of times, you know, when – in ancient times, you went to war, you brought your best uniform, your best armor, your best gold. You bought gold. You bought riches. You, you came decked out in, in jewels and the whole nine. You came out decked, and that would be the spoil of war. It would be taken off your dead body. So, yes, in war, people get killed. Our enemies get killed. They had to be buried. And we'd have to move the bodies. It says, now after doing all that, and this had to happen for seven days. For seven days, we didn't have to what? Purify both yourselves and your captives on the third day and on the seventh day. That There had to be a cleansing. We as victors, and then if we took, if we took uh, 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 captives, if we took prisoners of war, guess what? They had to be cleansed also. Cleansed by what? Cleansed by water. Why? Because all that killing, all that blood, there had to be a, a cleansing. And during war, there would be so much blood, it took us two days of cleansing. The third day and the seventh day after the war ceased. From there. Uh, Numbers chapter 19, verses 11 through 22. Numbers chapter 19, verses 11 through 22. Uh, <clears throat> Numbers chapter 19, starting at verse 11. <clears throat> he that touches the dead body of any man shall be unclean seven days. Touching a dead body, if, if maybe you, you were a physician or we was in war or whatever, then you would, have to, you would be unclean for seven days. Go ahead. He shall purify himself with it on the third day, and on the seventh day he shall be clean. But if he purified not himself the third day, then the seventh day he shall not be clean. And again, this is talking about the water purification. Let's talk about the water purification to the point where if we ever had a red heifer, that a red heifer is so rare and unique that when this red heifer would, uh, would be born, that that red heifer at a certain age would be, would be burnt to ashes, and then an acid would be put into the water, and that's what made the water holy, and you would have to cleanse yourselves with that specific water. I, I haven't gone through the science of all that or why or whatever, 
But that's what, what the purpose of a red heifer among the Israelites, that you would get that red heifer, then that red heifer would be, would be slain um, and then uh, burnt to ashes, and then the ashes would be put in the holy water, and you had to cleanse with that holy water. So if you uh, touch a dead body, so this, this was the process that had to happen. You had to be purified. If you didn't purify yourself, bathed in water on the third day, then you weren't going to be clean on the seventh day. You had to be bathed in water. You had to clean. Reading on. Fine. Uh, Numbers chapter 19 and verse 14 reads, this is the law. Wait. I'm at 13. I'm sorry. The law again. Uh, Numbers chapter 19 and verse 13 reads, whosoever touches the dead body of any man that is dead and purifieth not himself, defileth the tabernacle of the Most High. And that soul or spirit shall be cut off from Israel. Because you had, be, you, you had to be exiled. You had to be you were excommunicated. That don't mean that you was put to death. That means you you had to leave. You would be banished. You'd be exiled. It, uh, uh, the equivalent of, of solitary confinement. You had to go. You didn't want to be clean. You, if you didn't want to be physically cleaned, you had to go. Go ahead. Because the water of separation was not sprinkled upon him, he shall be unclean. His uncleanliness or uncleanness is yet upon him. This is the law. When a man dieth in a tent, all that come into the tent and all that is in the tent shall be unclean seven days. And every open vessel which have no covering bound upon it is unclean. Whosoever toucheth one that is slain with a sword in the open fields or a dead body or a bone of a man or a grave shall be unclean seven days. And for an unclean person, they shall take of the ashes of the burnt heifer of purification for sin. And running water shall be put thereto in a vessel. And a clean person shall take hyssop and dip it in the water and sprinkle it upon the tent and upon all the vessels and upon the persons that were there and upon him that touched a bone or one slain or one dead or a grave. So that is this water. They has the, uh, the ashes of the, of, the, of the red heifer, and also uh, the use of hyssop. Basically, this, uh, uh, everything had to be disinfected is basically what it's saying. Everything had to be disinfected with this water, the hyssop. Um, there had to be a disinfecting. But this purifying had to be done with water. Go ahead. Con, uh, number chapter 19 and verse 19. And the clean person shall sprinkle upon the unclean on the third day. And on the seventh day, and on the seventh day, he shall purify himself and wash his clothes. He and bathe him. He shall purify himself and wash his clothes. All this is physical. Go ahead. And bathe himself in water. And he, shall be. He's going to wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. Go ahead. And shall be clean at even. So. Again, 
we're going through the law showing how a person can, can get defiled, but what had to happen? I want to I focus on the wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. And then at that evening, when the sun set that evening, now you'll be clean. Reading on. Fine. But Number again, and, and, and the clean isn't spiritually clean. It was a physical clean. clean. Reading on. Time. Number chapter 19 and verse 20 reads, But the man that shall be unclean and shall not purify himself, that spirit or that soul shall be cut off from among the congregation because he has defiled the sanctuary of the Most High. The water of separation have not been sprinkled upon him. He is unclean. Again, I'm hoping we're seeing the necessity how important it was coming from the days of Moses forward, how important it was that, yes, we were getting dipped in water, that that you didn't want to be excommunicated from a camp, from a city, from um, from where you was at. You didn't want to be banished forever just because your ass didn't want to go wash, just because you didn't want to go dip, be dipped in water. You, you weren't up on your hygiene. Reading on. Numbers chapter 19 and verse 21 reads, And it shall be a perpetual statute unto them that he that sprinkleth the water of, the, of separation shall wash his clothes. And he that toucheth the water of separation shall be unclean until even. And whatsoever the unclean person toucheth shall be unclean. And the spirit or soul that touches it shall be unclean until even. So again, not focusing on the unclean part, but you know we can go there. That you were physically unclean. So there was a process that we had to go through of being dipped in water, washing your clothes, dipped in water, bathed in water. Again, physical cleansing that did not affect the soul. That did not clean our spirits. That was just for the physical outside the flesh, but it didn't clean our spirits. Come here. Leviticus chapter 15 and verse 5. We're going to, matter of fact, we're going to read Leviticus chapter 15 verses 5 through 13. Leviticus chapter 15. Yep. And starting at verse 5. Reads, and whosoever touches his bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. So here we have a, a, another example of somebody being unclean. Did you touch a, if you touch an unclean person's bed, it might be after you've had sex. It might be after a, a, a wet dream. Uh, it might be after somebody is sick and you're helping them clean up and, and you're going to go wash your sheets. Cool. Which is not a problem. That's charity. But you had to wash your clothes and bathe yourself in what? In water. In water. And I hope everybody's taking note. We're reading this in Leviticus chapter 15. Leviticus, the Torah. So this law of being dipped in water, washed in water in order to be cleansed, again, it did not start with John the Baptist. Matter of fact, as we get to this class, 
we're going to see it concluded with John the Baptist. Let's keep reading. Con. Um, Leviticus chapter 15 and verse 6 reads, And he that sitteth on any thing wherein he sat that hath the issue shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. And I'm not going to do a lot of, a lot of expounding. It's, it's kind of self-explanatory, I think. Let's just keep reading. Con. Con. And uh, Leviticus chapter 15, verse 7 reads, And he that toucheth the flesh of him that hath the issue shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. And this issue could be uh, a, 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 a skin disease. It could be a, a um, again, you, you had sex and, and somebody comes and sits on your bed and you didn't wash your clothes yet. You didn't wash your bed sheets yet. Everything's unclean. And until some, until some, there's a bathing that they can go wash your ass, you're unclean. Go ahead. Come on. Uh, Leviticus chapter 15 and verse 8 reads, And if he that hath the issue spit upon him that is clean, then he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. Hopefully somebody who's sick ain't going to just go spit on somebody on purpose. I, I, this is more like like if, if you got sneezed on, if you got coughed on, and somebody was, was really that sick and you're helping them out. Remember, this wasn't about not helping people, and I'm just going to stay um, uh, the plastic man in the bubble and we cut myself off from all humanity. No, if you're helping the <laughs> guy who's sick and they have their cough on you, sneeze on you, whatever, cool. After you finish helping them, just go wash. Just go wash. Go ahead. Fine. Leviticus chapter 15 and verse 9 reads, And what saddle soever he writeth upon that hath the issue shall be unclean. And whosoever touches anything that was under him shall be unclean until the even. And he that beareth any of those things shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, and, not posting on, I'm, I'm not posting on the purpose of me going over these scriptures here is not to focus on each technical thing that made a person unclean. The focus that we, I'm, I'm hoping that, that people are paying attention to is go wash. Go, go wash. Go wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water. That that is what we did. All right? That is what we did. Reading on. Con. Um, Leviticus chapter 15 and verse 11 reads, And whomsoever he touches that have the issue and have not rinsed his hands in water, he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And it's the best... As, as, we read, as we are reading over these things, it's funny how it took COVID to get motherfuckers to start go washing their hands. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was like, are we going to make it to... <laughs> Are we going to make it to 13 to my nose? <laughs> you know, the mask, you know, all all of that. You know, even even with going over the scripture, um, 
and he in uh, uh, in uh, Leviticus fifteen and eight where it said, and if he that hath the issue spit, you know, which we know that that was you know the 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 COVID, you know, that was to keep, you know, if if you did you know spit while you were talking or you know, and saying six feet away. Even, even, even in that, but yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy, you know. I, I figured that that would come up, you know, with the with the mask and and all of that. No, but until that happened, to where you know, oh well, you can catch something that you know could be fatal to you. Then now, <laughs> let's make sure that we're that we're clean now. Let's let's follow this law now. Let's keep the six feet. <laughs> You know, if if we ever if everybody was already in the practice of just washing your hands anyway, or just washing period, there'd be no need right. for it. But there's some nasty ass people out here. Reading on, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Leviticus, um, chapter fifteen and verse twelve reads, "And the vessel of earth that he touches, which hath the issue, shall be broken." And every vessel of wood shall be rinsed in water. And when he that hath an issue is cleansed of his issue, then he shall number to himself seven days for his cleansing and wash his clothes and bathe his flesh in running water and And shall be clean. And bathe his flesh in what? (laughs) Bathe his flesh in Running water. Get your ass in the tub, in the shower, uh, under a waterfall if you live it outside, you know, running water. Yes. Reading on. Jump down to verse 21. Um, Leviticus chapter 15 and verse 21 reads, And whosoever touches her bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. This is talking about when, it, when if a woman started her cycle and, and her and their husband have been laying in the same bed. All right, cool. He, he gets up. He got, Obviously, the sheets got to get clean. He goes and, and to, he puts her in her apartment. All the, the the sheets get clean. Um, then he's got to bathe himself in water also. All right. Again, the focus being not the unclean part, but how did you get unclean? Uh, how did you get clean? You had to go get the water. You had to go bathe in water. Reading on. Con uh, Leviticus chapter fifteen and verse twenty-two reads: And whosoever touches anything that she sat upon shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. Jump down to verse 27. Fine. Leviticus chapter 15 and verse 27 reads, And whosoever touches those things shall be unclean and shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. And again, the focus, I, I know there's a lot of questions and everybody wants to get real technical. 
but you're going to lose the point of, of, of why I'm pulling these scriptures. We're, we're going over these scriptures. The focus was on not the unclean part. The focus was in the law, we had to do what? Wash your clothes and bathe yourself in water. Again, we're going over this behind looking at how John the Baptist was teaching the baptism of repentance to all Judea and all the Israelites in the land of Israel at that time and was baptizing them with water. And all he was doing was, again, he was repeating the process that had been done from the days of Moses up until that time that when you were unclean, you had to be bathed in water. You had to be dipped in water. You had to immerse yourself in water. He did not come with something brand new. This was not something just brand new that now all of a sudden – it, it, it just came on, on the scene. No, this thing of baptizing, being cleansed with water, dipped in water, had been here. But like John the Baptist said, but when she that comes after me, we're about to read that now also, um, that, that Christ is going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. Uh, let's go to Leviticus chapter 20. Uh, uh, um, I have a question uh, for uh, uh, because – as as we read as we read through uh through these uh these these verses um i'm noticing um the unclean until even and i was wondering does does that mean that even though you 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 clean your body um why do you remain unclean even after you wash your body until it gets dark or until the evening. Because the evening starts a new day. Con, con, the water. Con. The reason the focus is being put, brothers and sisters, for the, those who might have a similar question, the reason it says until the evening, remember, the way we mark times, the way the most high marks time, a day goes from sunset to sunset. All right? That, that's, how the day, that's how the days go. And counting time with the most high, not midnight to midnight, but from sunset to sunset. So if you woke up that morning, um, just like, like as a, 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 me being a, a man, and let's say I, I had a wet dream, um, and I woke up that morning and realized I had a wet dream. It's not that that, that wet dream is a sin or anything like that. All right, cool, I'm unclean, and it's, it's the morning. Cool. Then I need to go ahead and, and, and I'm going to need the day. I got to not only clean myself, bathe myself, bathe my clothes, the, the bed I lied in, all those sheets, everything's got to be washed. Cool. So take the rest of the day to clean everything. Then when the new day starts, which is that sunset, cool. We can now start from then. But I needed this time to clean up. Does that make sense, Art? Yes, sir. Makes 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 perfect sense. So it so in that um, the scriptures are 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 giving us that time to yes to cleanse. Is that the understanding? Of yes. And that, I don't want this to sound sarcastic, but <laughs> our school is the, is the Israelite school of biblical history and practical practical. No, <laughs> there, there was no extra mysticism to it. 
there was it wasn't no yeah, make sure you bring the candles so you all the candles the, the candle smoke gets surrounded by you and that goes up to the most high and, and, and as you can trap spirits in those, those pots that you have uncovered, you catch you can catch spirits in those now and now we go no no, no, no. <laughs> so you mean the uh the the Kung Fu Panda when he dropped the the vase that had all the spirits in him and, and it went ooh oh, oh, when it, when the vessel broke that that that's not real. You know I I, I haven't seen Kung Fu Panda so but is that, is that <laughs> what I'm no that's 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 not Hebrew Israelite most high way of doing things no. Fine. Fine. Cool Leviticus chapter twenty and verse twenty five. Leviticus chapter 20 and verse 25 reads, ye shall therefore put, ye shall therefore put difference between clean beasts and unclean and between unclean fowls and clean. And ye shall not make your souls or spirits abominable by beasts or by fowl, or by any manner of living thing that creepeth on the ground, which I have separated from you as unclean. Now, I'm gonna get, I, I like this right here, and I should have put this in another part of the class, but the most I is telling Israel in Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 25, do not make yourselves unclean. Now, this here isn't talking about, well, by eating unclean foods, because the most I gave was a dietary law. It says, um, you, shall, you shall therefore put difference between the clean beasts and unclean, and between unclean fowls and clean. And you shall not make your souls abominable by beasts or by fowl or by any manner of, of living thing that creepeth on the ground, which I have separated unto you as unclean. A person will make, you make your soul abominable, it's because it's when we desire the unclean foods that God says is unclean. That now we've made our soul, our spirit is now defiled. Our spirit is now unclean because now we desire if we eating the pork. That's not that's not that is now my favorite food. The shrimp, the crab, the lobster. Uh, eating the, the the things that are uh, uh, abominable now becomes an acquired taste. Now it becomes a delicacy. Now these things that the most I didn't want me to to even eat, now they got to the point where it's my favorite. I love it. Oysters on the half shell, um, mussels, conch salad, um, catfish. Uh, now, for some people, uh, octopus. Other people, it, it's they eat turtle. Um, uh, uh, squirrel, um, possum. Uh, go make some of that old backwoods country uh, type of food or whatever. <laughs> Which in, in, in the country, a lot of our people that, that don't, squirrel is 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 is, is a, a it's a meal from squirrel to to possum to raccoons that we're, we're cleaning them to, to rabbit. That God is saying, don't eat these things. So that your soul becomes abominable and defiled because now it's your favorite. Now you got to have it. If it's the, the chicharrones, as far as like the uh, 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 crackums or the, por- the pork skins, um, that I 
I'm eating these things, and now it becomes a favorite. Now I got to have it. Now that's in your soul. Now that's in your spirit. And now you really have a desire for it. He said, don't even touch these unclean things because now your soul is going to become abominable because now you're going to be like, I got to have it. If it's cigarettes, where it's defiling my body, it's defiling my temple, man, I got to have it. If it's porn, I'm watching, I'm watching porn, and now I just got, I got to have it. I can't operate unless I, I get my daily dose or my nightly dose or whatever, whatever it might be. Then now I've introduced these unclean things to my body, and now I develop an addiction. Now I develop a craving. Now I develop a desire for these things, and now I've made my soul abominable. Now my soul is, is disgusting to the most high because now I've been introduced to these things, and they become family tradition. They become my tradition. They became a routine. And now it's in me. The Father said, don't even introduce it to yourself because it's going to make your soul abominable. It's going to make your soul, in the eyes of God, disgusting because now we desire these things. Got to have shrimp. Got to have crawfish. Got to have, gotta have the, uh, uh, the lobster on the half tail. Uh, I got to have the, uh, 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 the, the mussels. I gotta have the, the the snails, the escargot. Um, I got I gotta have I just gotta have it. I gotta have my meat, um, uh, um, rare or medium rare. The blood still gotta be in it. Still gotta be juicy. The cigarettes, I gotta have it. The 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 the, the vaping, I gotta have it. All these things that defile my, a, a person's body, but now it becomes a craving, a lust. That by eating these unclean things, unclean foods or whatever, or things that defile my body, I've, 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 opened, I've opened up a craving. When the Most High was trying to prevent that from us in the first place. But again, for all these cravings that get developed in a person, does getting dipped in water stop that? Stop those cravings? No. It doesn't stop the desire. It doesn't stop it. Just because we get dipped in water. And, and again, we can get rainwater that's coming straight from the sky, and you can get soaked. That's not going to stop you from that crave, from a craving. If you if you don't introduce yourself to the LGBTQ lifestyle. Just because you get wet, water from heaven, water from the ocean, water from a pond, a lake, just because you get wet with water from God doesn't stop those cravings. That doesn't stop those desires. I, 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 I hope I ain't jumped too, too far ahead of myself. Um, uh, as far as we're still going to go to the scripture in this class, but that we get an understanding that just because we get dipped in water, and that was a part of the law, doesn't mean that that will stop the cravings, that that will stop the desire of the things that keep me defiled. We can get dipped in water every single day. You can bathe every damn day. 
That's not going to stop the cravings or whatever that craving, your craving might be, whatever your vice might be. Just because you got dipped in water. From there, let's go to Ezekiel. Let's go to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 22, verse 26. <clears throat> Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse 26. Ezekiel chapter 2, 22 and verse 26 reads, Her priests have violated my law and have profaned my holy thing. They have put no difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean, and have hid their eyes from my Sabbath, and I am profaned among them. So, again, and if we're looking at Israelite history, from the times of Moses and Aaron, probably up to the time of Christ, that we really were not putting a difference between the clean and unclean. The priests, and if we look at modern times, the priest is not talking about if, if there's some, uh, as long as you pray with the food, it's blessed. And when I understand, no, if I'm eating the wrong food, if been eating the wrong foods, I get a desire for it. I get a craving for it. If it's smoking cigarettes, I've got a craving for it. Well, I, thought I need it now. And someone's not coming back and showing me the scriptures. Or if somebody is showing me the scriptures, the retort is, you can't judge me. Well, I'm not judging you. I'm showing you God's judgment that I'm just as guilty of. So let's go back to uh, Numbers 7, 19 and verse 20. And believe it or not, we're coming up on our two hours here. Uh, Numbers 7, 19 verse 20. Call Numbers chapter 19 and verse 20. <clears throat> we, read, we read this earlier, but we're going to read it again. Kyle. Numbers chapter 19 and verse 20 reads, But the man that shall be unclean and shall not purify himself, that spirit or that soul shall be cut off from among the congregation because... He hath defiled the sanctuary of the Most High. The water of separation hath not been sprinkled upon him. He is unclean. And again, at, at, one, at one point, having the water of separation, the water, the, the being cleansed in water, it was very important, very symbolic to us as Israelites. It was part of the law that if you were unclean and if you didn't want to get, uh, get clean, then you'd be, be cut off. You'd be cut off. You'd be exiled. Because obviously in your mind, whatever it is that made you unclean, you don't think it was that bad. Obviously something that, that, that the most I'm saying is defiled, but you're not going to be cleansed from it. Again, whether the, the physical cleansing that took place, because it's now become your iniquity. It's now become your opinion that it's not really that bad. 
that cancer needs to be cut off from among other people before other people get curious. Well, damn, they're partaking in that? Well, I want to try it too. I know that the law said we ain't supposed to be doing this, but is it really that bad? And you know what? I find that I kind of like this. If it's vaping, it, vaping ain't bad. It's steam. And, and in vaping, it being the, the, the gateway, leads to smoking. Because somewhere it was, it's not that bad. I want to try it. With the, with the influences of this LGBTQ thing going on, to try and plant that seed and introduce, maybe it's not that bad. Try it. You might like it. I'll try anything once. That whole mentality. And we don't realize what kind of examples we're setting for everybody else, for the rest of Israel. That, so we get to this point where I don't feel I'm not that that I need to clean myself or that I'm, I'm that bad. I'm not really that bad. That's a can That's dangerous. And not from the physical aspect, the mental aspect. That person doesn't think it's that bad to them. All right, let's go to Leviticus chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 5 through 10. Okay. And what we're going to deal with here, and this probably will be the last scripture we go over. Um, we're going to, the problem we're going to deal with right now is, so when a person is unclean, this is the process of being cleansed physically. Uh, Leviticus chapter 5, I'm sorry, Leviticus chapter 5. My eyes are going. Leviticus chapter 5, verses 5 through 10. Come. Okay. Leviticus chapter 5, starting at... Verse 5 reads, And it shall be when he shall be guilty in one of these things that he shall confess that he has sinned in that thing. Uh-oh. So what, what, are John the Bap- what was John the Baptist doing? He was baptizing um, and uh, what consisted of him baptizing was the people's Confessing of sins or repenting. So this whole thing was not new. John the Baptist didn't bring anything new. I kind of want to keep touching on that and keep kind of driving that, that for so many people put so much into making sure they're water baptized. But we're seeing that John the Baptist was only repeating something that had been done for the past 1,500 years. And that that water baptizing was only cleaning the the flesh. It wasn't cleaning a person's spirit. Read that again, please. We'll keep reading. Yes, sir. Leviticus chapter 5 and verse 5 reads, And it shall be when he shall be guilty in one of these things that he shall confess that he has sinned in that thing. Verse 6, And he shall bring his trespass offering unto the Most High, for his sin, which he have sinned, a female from the flock, a lamb or a kid of the goats, for a sin offering. 
and the priest shall make an atonement for him concerning his sins. And if he be not able to bring a lamb, then he shall bring for his trespass, which he hath committed. Two turtle doves or two young pigeons unto the Most High, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. He shall bring them unto the priest who shall offer that which is for sin offering first and wring off his head from his neck, but shall not divide it asunder. And he shall sprinkle of the blood of the sin offering upon the side of the altar, and the rest of the blood shall be wrung out at the bottom of the altar. It is a sin offering. And he shall offer the second for a burnt offering according to the manner, and the priest shall make an atonement for him for his sin which he has sinned, and it shall be forgiven him. So here we have again the uh, uh, the process of when a person sinned. Uh, uh, what was the process or the purpose of the animal sacrifices? It was for these things right here, for offerings and for sin offerings and for trespasses. Uh, that there were certain things we had to do. We had to bring that, those animals for whatever sins that we committed, for any amount of animals that we had to bring, for the amount of sins we committed daily, bring them to the, the, the priest, and then we had to confess to the priest what it is we did, why this animal was being killed, and there was a process that we had to go through, and that that would be that something had to die. Something innocent had to die in order for there to be an atonement, in order for there to be a reconciling, um, and a cleansing had to take place, all right? And a cleansing had to take place. So what I'm going to do, Brother Gabar, we're going to end it right here. I really wasn't expecting to teach class this evening. I was really expecting the brother about a bot. But, you know, we're still most definitely in Babylon um, and, and, and spiritual Egypt, uh, being subject to our, to our enemies. So, with that, yeah, I'm going to get ready to end this, but uh, any insight, any epiphany, any, any, anything you'd like to share with um, about some of the things we just went over tonight? Um, Con, um as far as the understanding on the carnal or the physical or the the fleshly concepts of baptism or to baptize, um, the understanding that I that that I have received is that the carnal or the physical Baptism is only half is only is only half of what is a a full a full bat, baptizement or baptism um, and that being that just the washing of your flesh um without the confessing or the uh or the repentance uh for your sins is not is 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 not enough it, it it's not enough and 
also um, from from your from 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 the breakdown of the scripture, also that just the washing on the outside doesn't stop us from sinning. No matter no matter how many uh, baths we take, how many showers we take, the things that we that we crave that are considered to be sins, according in, well, actually in the eyes of the heavenly Father, um, the washing on the outside of the body is not enough. That's not enough to keep to keep us from sinning. And um, you know, without without getting ahead of um, the next class, and 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 you know, uh, the the next part of the class, which is which I, I'm uh, I'm thinking is going to be the the, the spiritual part, the spiritual cleaning of of baptism, the the purification in the spirit. Um, basically, that. Yeah, you can you can do all the washing and the purifying on the outside of the body, and um, that's not enough. Uh, you know, and you, you can't cleanse your 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 spirit without without confessing. So it, it's it's only half it's only half the half the job on that. And yeah, that's that's the understanding that I got on you know for today. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, Israel, uh, I'd like to thank everybody who might have took the time out uh, to listen to tonight's class. And, and apologies that it, uh, it wasn't bro- a Brother Bonaparte who, who has a certain spirit and a certain flavor um, that all teachers have but that, that he brings uh, brings to things. Um, hopefully, but we'll definitely get him back again next, uh, uh, next Friday. Uh, please tune in tomorrow morning or tomorrow on ISBHBK either San Antonio or ISBHBK Norfolk uh, to catch the Sabbath ceremony and be able to send up the prayers and, and uh, with, with, with brothers and sisters families um, across America, uh, either here in San Antonio or in, uh, on YouTube with ISBHBK uh, Norfolk. Uh, and with that, uh, second Passover this Sunday, May 14th, uh, 2000. 23, Sunday at 12 o'clock at 4441, Walsam at the Upstage Comedy Lounge. Can't promise you're going to get in. I'm going to say it like that. Can't promise you're going to get in. <laughs> Is that a shot? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My name is Bashaba. <laughs> My name is Gabar Kawan. And for ISBHBK uh, Bible Talk Podcast, we would like to say Shabbat Shalom and Shalom. Shalom. Sure.
Hail Israel. 